Hello Team Builder. Thank you so much for joining us today on Ask Michelle and Chris. We're here to answer your questions about team building so we can learn and grow together. I'm your host, Chris Cabert of Fun Doing and On Team Building. I'm joined by my co-host, Michelle Cummings of Training Wheels. Let's go find out what we can answer for you today. Hey, Chris, how are you? Hi, Michelle. We're, we're laughing, listeners, because we <laughs> never really know how we're going to start. We just let the universe inspire us. Well, and we're also, we're recording two episodes back to back. And so we just got done literally three seconds ago talking about puzzle activities. And so this is now we're two be, weeks later, right? We're quote unquote, two weeks later. But really, this is just part two of the puzzle activities. And so we're like, well, should we do banter at the beginning, like we normally do? And then we were like, banter, 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 banter. banter. <laughs> then we're like, let's just dive in this time. <laughs> and we haven't had anything to drink. Other <laughs> that, than water. That's right. So, yeah. so everything is still fine with everything us. Is everything is still The sun is so still great. shining. Uh, Colorado is an amazing place to be in the springtime. Yeah. Uh, we're both busy, 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 which is a good thing. Yes. I think. I have chosen and, all my busyness right now. Yeah. <laughs> and and we, we had so much fun with part one of puzzles. We knew we could have more to talk about. So yes. this is part two yes. of... How do you use puzzles in team building? Okay. And in part one, we left off with a mini to macro puzzles. How do we do that? Mm-hmm. So um, share yours first since okay. I, I, I stepped in before <laughs> I should have. But you share your mini to macro okay. puzzle idea. Okay. So, you know, in, in my new book that's coming out very soon, um, Team Building in the Toy Aisle, that I am co-authoring with Matthew Broda and Trevor Dunlap, we have one activity in there called the human pegboard. Now, uh, raise your hand, listeners, if you've been to Cracker Barrel. <laughs> I'm raising my hand. And you have played the pegboard game that they have on their table. It's the triangle game with the golf tees in it. You remove one of the pegs, and then you have to jump all of the pegs you know jump over one tee and you remove it the golf tees the golf tees golf tees yeah and then into the empty space and then if you leave only one you're a genius if you leave two pegs and you get stuck then you're pretty smart according to the instructions cracker barrel, or the cracker cracker barrel, barrel administrators that they use if you live leave three quote unquote you're just plain dumb um, again, we don't like that language, but, and then leave four or more and you're just plain ignoramus is what they say. Now, of course, we would never use that language in team building, but that's literally what's printed on the Cracker Barrel pegboard, uh, pegboard activity. So that activity itself, it's a brain teaser puzzle. And, you know, there might not be just one correct answer, but, but there is like, you know, your goal is a to get solution, down to yeah, the solution yeah. is to get down to only leaving one golf tee on the board itself. So, and I counted there's 15 spots, mm-hmm. 14 people, right? Could do this exactly. Right? So, cool. from micro to macro, let's do this same thing with the with people being the pegs. And so make a big triangle on the ground with webbing or rope or something like that. Use um, spot markers of some kind as the as the spots where you know the people are standing or the golf tees would go in and then see if as a group 
the 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 challenge for them is to try to get three or less people left on the board. Yeah. And cool. so anyway, so that's kind of another idea or another activity idea around puzzles and taking things from the micro to the macro. Yeah. That's interesting. I've never done that one specifically, but that perspective, mm -hmm. I would almost provide a ladder or something, you know, and then <laughs> spot in the ladder and then you get somebody that has a bird's eye view or, mm -hmm. or maybe if it's, yeah, in a place where somebody could get overhead somehow, because that would be tough to solve when you're in the middle of exactly. that Exactly. Well, and another thing that I would also recommend is having some of the small ones there. Oh, there you go. So that way then, if they get stuck, then yeah. all you have to do, I'm like, all right, would you like, you know, maybe divide, if you've got 14, 15 people in the group, maybe divide up into three small groups, have them go into three separate spaces, just maybe a little bit away from one another, which they can't hear each other or whatever, and then they come back with three different strategies. Oh, and then how do they choose? How do they choose? Oh, that's pretty you cool. Know, different things like that. Like so, it, like it. Yeah. What about okay, you? Okay, my, my mini to macro, I learned from Chris Ortiz, creative genius out there, and uh, it's called Human Mastermind. And if you've ever played the mastermind game, it's trying to guess the pattern of colors that the facilitator, in a sense, have set out in the game. Mm. So someone sets a pattern and then they cover it and then we have to put out the pegs and then we get an answer. Like you've got three of the right colors and two of the right spaces. And then we have to do a new line of pegs to see how close we can get and eventually solve the, uh, the get the exact same pattern that mm. the facilitator put out. Okay. Where what, what Chris did was, let's say you have, uh, you take four spots four game spots, you put them in, you know, we line them up. You could do them six feet apart and you have maybe eight people in your group. One person uh, has a piece of paper, writes four names down in an order, like Bill, Mary, Scott, Jane. And they, and they, and they kind of hold it. They don't let anybody see that. The rest of the people in Bill, Mary, Scott, and Jane are in the group four people stand on those spots. And then I look at my little map I just made, and then I say, if, if any of those people are standing on the correct spot, you would say, there are two people standing on the correct spot, and there are three correct people in the group. You know, So then they have to eventually change people, um, maybe change people on the spots to see if they were in the right place mm. you know so it's this whole uh everybody's involved because they all have to pay attention mm -hmm. and until they're getting close to that answer and then you know one or two people move at the end and they and they solve the puzzle so everybody can kind of take a turn at how many people uh, um writing out the puzzle you can make these longer uh, so it could be six spots mm. and maybe a group of 10 people uh, it may take a long time. Could even go down to three. Try it with three people so you could progress. I really like the way you can progress with this one uh, and then be able to keep that that connection of um, working together with that group and from your perspective, how do you see it? How do you hear it? I'm really bad at that game itself because <laughs> for some reason my brain doesn't work that way, but other people's brains can. We can we can listen and learn and stay engaged 
even if we're not quote unquote good at that kind of right. puzzle? Mm-hmm. How do we stay engaged even though it's not our, within our skills and abilities? What can we learn from it? What can we what can we gain? What can we contribute? Mm-hmm. Right. So that's that's one of my super favorites because it's so easy. You know, minimum props. Your, your game spots could literally be pieces of paper or a mm-hmm. cup or, you know, and then stand by the cup. Uh, so that is Human Mastermind okay. from Chris Ortiz, one All of my right. favorites. Well, in the virtual space, another kind of puzzle that I've been using recently is what I call or what is commonly referred to as Rebus puzzles. Now, Rebus puzzles are um, some sort of like wordles. I guess that's another word to use them so, for example, if there was a graphic that had the letter N and then a word Vader's. And so you would have to figure out then by looking at the letter N and then the word Vader's, um, what would that possibly, what's the, the phrase, the word or whatever it is. And then eventually people would figure out that it is the space invaders, right? There was a space in between the letter N and the word invaders, right? So that's like, that's a wordle or a rebus puzzle. And uh, I'll, we'll put a link in the show notes. I, I use these rebus puzzles in the first five minutes of every Zoom meeting that is just dead space, right? Where you're just basically just waiting on people to show up late. But for those that have gotten there on time, I like to honor them and like, and place something like, like fill that space with something that's educational or fun or just, you know, giving them something to do rather than just sitting and staring at you and talking about the weather. Yeah. Right. And so, yeah. so, um, so Rebus Puzzles, I've got a website that I'll, I'll link in the show notes that um, literally it has the, the Rebus Puzzle, the, the, the graphic, and then right underneath it, there's a little tab that says reveal answer. And so then you can hit reveal answer. So in the virtual space, I ask people, I'm like, all right, look at this first one here. What do you think it is? Either unmute yourself and, and shout out the answer or use the chat box and and um, and utilize that. And then you can reveal right there as well. Yeah. So so that's a, a, a cool puzzle one. And big learning. I love using those because they're so fun. And I really encourage, I, I usually require now, hey, if you know the answer, put in the chat. If you don't want to see the answer, don't have your chat window open if we're using Zoom okay. or just don't look at it uh, because uh, this lesson came from a group of high school leadership um, students that I was working with. And there was a girl there that within five seconds, she could get every single mm-hmm. one I had. And I thought I had some hard ones. <laughs> so it doesn't really give other people the chance. Gotcha. Um, so what I've done is say, okay, you know, we're going to have a minute for each. If you know the answer, put it in the chat. If you want a hint, you can ask for a hint. And this again is as leaders creating new leaders, how do we not provide an answer, mm-hmm. but point them in a direction? How do we craft our teaching, our, our information that doesn't share what we know, but helps someone along the way. Yeah. So that's another way I've used it because then, you know, then it becomes no fun because so-and-so right. is going to blurt it out because they know all of them Got and it. forever. Uh, and if you want help, if you want the answer, go look at the answer. Right. If that's your MO, look mm-hmm. at the answer. Okay. Nice. Yeah, that, those are fun. Those are super fun. And our, our friend Sam Sykes came up with a, a Christmas wordles. Oh, we did? Yeah, mm-hmm. a, a whole sheet of Christmas. If I can find it, I'll link it. But 
I can't guarantee, but okay. the, you can make those up. Yes. Yeah, they're really fun if you know how to play with words. And there's a, there's a book I, I found it on Amazon, um, and I don't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but we'll link to it in the show notes too. That is just it was like 300 Rebus puzzles. So there are definitely resources out there to. Um, you could do a Rebus puzzle at the beginning of every Zoom meeting for the next year, um, and you would have several to choose from. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And and Pinterest is a great mm. place oh, to go true. find them yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of them are considered Wordles. Wordles. If you look up Wordles, and I'm sure Rebus puzzles, R-E-B-U-S. Correct. Uh, I'm sure they would be labeled that as well. Mm-hmm. And, and along that lines of using chat, another one of my super favorite uh, puzzles are called lateral thinking puzzles. Mm. And some, I've heard them called minute mysteries, mm. two minute mysteries. Uh, you could consider them somewhat riddles, but I think you and I talked in, in my definition, uh, uh, lateral thinking puzzles more, more of an elaborate story, possibly, where a riddle is a little bit more like uh, what's what gets bigger the more you take from it. You know, that's a hole. Mm-hmm. Um, so the little, they're kind of short, they're to the point, not really story-ish. Mm-hmm. But lateral thinking puzzles I've used a lot by way of asking good questions. We have to, we want to listen, all right? So when I'm setting these up, uh, I'm telling people uh, the idea is not to just blurt out an answer. The idea is just is to gather data. So, and then I metaphor it in and I attach it into today, we're going to be working together. We're going to be solving problems together. We may not have the answers by ourselves, but collectively, we're going to come up with different ideas that will come together and point us towards an answer. This is the same idea. I'm going to give you a puzzle, and then you're going to think of a question to ask me that has a yes or no answer. All right. Now, th- again, don't just say it's a boat. You know, that that's stating an, an answer. That's not a question. Mm. You could say, is it a boat? You know, the idea is if you think it's a boat, come up with a question that's related, but not the answer. Because we want others to give the opportunity to others to come up with questions on their own, to listen to what other people are saying, to find out if it's a yes or no, and then go from there. So they're building on this critical thinking skills of gathering data, using the data, ask better questions. Okay. Right. So an example, example is in, uh, one of these is in the back of my book called The Empty Bag. It's a propless game book. And this one reads, a skilled gemologist is having difficulty handling a diamond. Mm-hmm. And then why? Why is this person having Ooh, let's see difficulty handling a diamond. Um, is the diamond big? Ah, uh, yes. It's very big. Okay. Um, let's see here. Is Let's see here. Um, <laughs> let me think. Is the diamond... Um, it's too... So it, the diamond is too... The diamond is too big for the gemologist. Um, I don't even know what question to ask. I know, because we already know the answer. I already know the answer. So um, is the, is the gemologist inside? Oh, okay. No. No. Okay, your turn. Okay. Um, is the gemologist um, around other people? Yes, more more than likely. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, 
Is this gemologist outside in a particular season of the year? Yes. Oh. <laughs> so we okay. are, we <laughs> so are we digress, but asking we get the idea. questions and we're encouraging others in the group. They may have the answer, but we're holding off on sharing the answer mm -hmm. to be able to get others uh, the, the, the chance to find the answer for themselves because that's really rewarding, isn't it? Mm -hmm. It's rewarding when we know the answer. We've got it. We've solved it. It's a good feeling. Don't we want others to have those kinds of feelings? So we're, we're stretching out this idea of taking a, a riddle or a lateral thinking puzzle, but using it on purpose to help us build cognitive skills, right? And of course, the gemologist is... Is on having a hard time handling the black diamond on the ski slope. There we go. So, <laughs> and then we could talk about how many of you go skiing? How many of you like outdoor sports? How many? So now some of these, you can find these lateral thinking puzzles that may have some sort of topic that it opens up conversations about a particular topic right. that you can then learn more about the people in your group after doing a little problem solving together, after you know facing a challenge, and then you can start talking about yourself because we've warmed up our voices, we're thinking, we're listening. Now we're going to share a little bit about ourselves versus the gemologist mm -hmm. on the Black Diamond Ski Slope. All right, right. So that's I love and great for downtime. I've done these online very successfully. Uh, break them, break the groups up into uh, breakout rooms of two or three. Mm. They have to come up with a question they want to ask. They come in round one. Question, 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 answer, answer, answer. They go back with the information that they have, come up with another question, and they come back. Then the next person in the group gets to ask the next question. So it's kind of a cool thing to do online as well. And on a bus, um, sitting around eating lunch. Yeah, dinner table. All yeah. of these things mm -hmm. can, they're nice little back pocket things that can then be used on purpose to learn and grow if you want to. Right. Or you yeah. can just have fun and solve that. I answer. like it. Okay, well, we would be remiss if we did not talk about word circle puzzles. Okay, so Chris, what, since you have done so much work with word circle puzzles, um, Let's first talk about what it is, and then maybe I'll give a quick description, and then you can take it from there and just share all the other iterations. And where did we done. learn this from initially? We learned this from our good friend, Chip Schlegel, Chip Schlegel. Who, who presented it to us at the NCCPS conference many, like a decade a ago, time. probably. Mm -hmm. And so anyway, the basis of a word circle puzzle is you have... Um, a number of words that have to connect into a circle. So for example, if I have these four words, dream, game, team, and day. If I had those four words, I would have to figure out how to move those words around to where each word connected naturally to the next word, like dream team. Those two, dream team, that's a thing, like or, or a saying. So those two words would go together. Then team game would go together. Game day, and then that last word, day, has to connect back to the first word of dream, which it does, day dream. So you have team dream team, team game, game day, day dream. So those four words make a circle. So and, and not a sentence. Sometimes correct. people get into the mindset that they're trying to make a sentence. Correct. It's just a combination of two words. 
And what I like what I like to share with people is each word by itself has a definition. When you put two of these words together, it makes a different definition. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of, could be any sort of combination of two words put together that will make something new, right? so to speak. So Chris put together a whole booklet of different word circle puzzles. And, you know, so for me, if I have a group of 16 people in a group, I then tried to find a good 16 word word puzzle so that way then I can give each one of the people one of the words in that circle and then they physically move their bodies to where you know they they've each got their word they can hold it out to where they can show other people they can talk so they can be like okay well I have the word you know whatever and um and then they would have to figure out what word goes next to them to where they're all then finally into a big circle so um I love word circle puzzles it's so great to surface communication um, you know, any, any of those types of things in your programming and it, they're fun pu puzzles for groups to figure out. It really is. Yeah. And I've, I've used them in so many different ways. Now, one of my favorite ways is to divide, let's say I have 16 people. I'll get four groups of four and I'll give them all the same puzzle and I'll separate them in different places, either at tables or different places out in your work area. And to me, I'm purposely wanting to go for collaboration. And if I, there's help cards involved with Word, we might give them a couple of help cards. They can ask me for help and then I could give them an answer to one of their questions. And if there are four groups and each has two help cards, that's eight help cards to, for the group. And if they, think about collaborating, they could utilize their resources so much better if they all asked me different questions and then they shared the answers that they got from me. In most cases, they don't work together, but they're, it's very common that people are all working on the same thing but never share mm. resources or ideas mm -hmm. because of this or that. And then it just takes them longer to solve something. Right. It's one of my favorite things to do uh, with word circle puzzles. Cool. Yeah. And of course, Chris did a whole word circle puzzle class online and has the whole asset package full of many, many different word circle puzzles already built out into Google Docs. And so so that one is a Lots of good stuff to do. really good stuff there. You yeah. could print them, you could you know pr pr print from there, you can play them online. So that's an excellent resource. Um, and then I think one of my favorite debriefing activities when it comes to using puzzles is there's a product that was presented to me, gosh, so many years ago, probably close to 20 years ago, called the Community Puzzle. And this one here, now this would probably fall outside of our definition of there is one correct answer, but it is a nice metaphor. It's a goes, puzzle. It it's a, a puzzle. jigsaw puzzle, literally. It is yeah, literally yeah. a puzzle, but huh? it's a blank universal puzzle. And what that means is all of the centerpieces are the exact same size, the exact same piece, and uh, but they're all blank. And so, so therefore you hand a piece to your participants, ask them to, you know, frame some sort of metaphor around puzzles. How are you an essential piece of the team today? What piece of learning do you want to take away from the day? And then hand them some markers or, you know, uh, crayons or something and have them draw or write on their puzzle piece, you know, something that they got out of the day. And then they would 
turn to a neighbor, share what they put on their puzzle piece. So they pair and share. Then they bring it to the large group and they all put the puzzle together. And then really with all of the colors and markers and shapes and, you know, all the things that they put on the puzzle pieces themselves, it starts to look like kind of a big community quilt when it's all put together. Yeah, and it's really yeah. cool. It really is. I've seen some amazing pictures. So maybe you can find one of those. Oh, yeah, there I was have. one that was on the wall yeah like it's ginormous yes hundreds of pieces thousands of oh pieces. it's very cool yeah. so and it's such a neat way to close up a program yeah. and how each piece looks the same right however we're really not because they're all going to look different at the end and then we interlock with each other we're all connected mm -hmm. to each other in some form or fashion which makes it just such a wonderful and then a, a, a super takeaway. Yes, exactly. Um, at the end. A great anchor a tool that anchors yeah. them back to the experience that they had in your program if they get, each get to take a piece of their their piece of the puzzle home. Or some teams choose to take the completed puzzle and then mount it on poster board paper and post it in their you know, staff office yeah, or things cool. like that. So there's lots of fun things you can do with the pieces themselves. Very so. cool. Well, we'll add a lot of links to the show notes. If you have a favorite puzzle, um, I'm fascinated with mini going to macro. Uh, please leave a comment for us in the show notes. Uh, but I hope you enjoy this uh, show. I could probably go on two more episodes we, we probably with puzzles because they're just fascinating and they're, they're just a different way to approach team building uh, if you're looking to kind of change things up. Thanks so much for listening. If you have additional answers or comments about this question, please send them our way. And if you have a question you'd like us to tackle, we would love to hear it. You can find the submission link and anything we discussed in today's episode in the show notes. Find the show notes and past episodes at onteambuilding.com forward slash ask podcast. That's onteambuilding.com forward slash ask podcast. You can find me and sign up for my newsletter at training-wheels.com. You can sign up for my Fun Doing Fridays activity email and find me at onteambuilding.com. We hope you join us next week for Ask Michelle and Chris About Team Building.